Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. So before I introduce this week's guest, I just want to thank everybody who is a regular listener for being so loyal. And if you're a new listener, I'm so happy you're here. You could just take two minutes or less and rate me on iTunes. Five-star review would be awesome. That helps me keep current on the charts and really helps spread the word about the podcast. Today on the podcast, Jason Sarlanis. Jason is a repeat guest. You can listen to our great chat from June 11th, 2018. We talk all about his career rising from young assistant at E to SVP of development of Unscripted at TLC. He's got a great new true crime show coming up. We'll talk about that. Jason originally wanted to come on to talk about his queen, Kelly Clarkson, and her new daytime talk show. We're also going to talk about the famous family he helped put on the map and give some Emmy predictions. And here's Jason. Hi. <laughs> Yay. Repeat offender. Repeat offender. You know, I have very few. I'm, am I not the first? Who is the first? No. Uh, no, I want to know. I want to, because it's like when you watch SNL and there's certain people that come back, like the five time club. I, I want to be in that club. With and you. then you'll get a robe. Yeah. Oh, will you, t- <laughs> you don't have a budget for a robe. <laughs> I mean, listen, I could order swag on demand. Um, so Laura Richards, um, I've had her on. She's my partner in crime, as I call her, because she's a criminal profiler. Oh, so um, literally. So literally my partner in crime. Okay. Um, she's been on now. She's a three-time guest. Ooh. But she's my only. That's brass ring. Yeah. That's she's brass ring. She's almost ready for the room. <laughs> 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 you're giving me great ideas. Okay. Uh, so I'm so happy you're here. I so, love being here. Thank you. Yay. Um, so one thing, I know many, I know many little quirks about you over the years. And yes. one thing that you're very vocal and out and proud about is, is your love for Kelly Clarkson. It's beyond. <laughs> I mean. So what was your reaction when it was announced that Kelly was getting a daytime talk show? I had been hearing the rumors <laughs> and it was kind of freaking me out because honestly, it was everything I ever wanted because it's a daily dose of Kelly. But it's also scary as a fan of hers from a pop music standpoint, because like when was the last time Ellen did stand up, right? <laughs> so I just don't want Kelly's recordings and touring to go away so uh, I'm, I'm struggling with it you're confl- really, you're still conflicted i'm still conflicted oh, i mean i'm, I'm thr- yeah. it's uh, but i'm a schizophrenic person so i'm happy on one side and, and a little scared on the other yeah that's understandable yeah. it's hard for me okay so are you a fan before we dig into the talk show um yeah. are you a fan of kelly on the voice which is her other sort of absolutely you know. when she went on the voice i was like this this is the vehicle for her yeah. Right. She's just so emotive, so spontaneous and really in it. And uh, my friends who produce the show, like they couldn't get over the fact that she was so devoted to these contestants. She really put her heart and soul into it. Yeah, I completely agree. I love watching her yeah. on the show. OK, so let's get into it because yeah. we haven't. I purposely have stopped my fingers from texting you because I wanted to save it for your reaction Ooh. and for the discussion today. We're now three weeks. Two in? weeks. Two weeks. Two OK. Weeks and I, I recorded every episode okay. in preparation. And you sampled or you really watched? I would say I watched more than I thought I would. Okay. And and I found myself all of a sudden watching like the whole Jay Leno thing and yeah. the entire American Idol reunion that episode. That reunion? It was great. We need to talk about their faces. Um, so <laughs> Simon's eyes? Simon's face really confused me. I'm like, is this a hologram of Simon? <laughs> so uh, so I I watched more than I thought. I mean, I and I watched the song. You know, I obviously want to see with the song. All right. So, oh, yeah. so I guess first question before we dig into it, 
how are you feeling? Are you happy with Queen Kelly? I'm very happy with the show. I mean, we get a Kelly Oki at the top of every show. That's right. what they're calling her her fan <laughs> covers. So great. So good. And it just shows her range. She can do anything. She can literally do anything. Yeah. And is it always requested by an audience member? Yes. So she had been doing that on tour for years and years and years. She called it fan request. And in fact, on this last tour, she was actually workshopping things segments for the for the new talk show wow so yeah how does she know the words to every song she doesn't okay. in fact very often you will see her mess up even her own songs that she's written that's awesome and she owns it she owns it that's what i love yeah. so much about her she's such a natural person totally i mean when you go back to her first american idol audition right she sings at last and in that moment you see the three things that have been a part of her brand ever since an amazing voice a um appearance that will be open to criticism for the rest of her career. And lastly, a personality that just won't quit. And and she's just so authentically and unapologetically herself. Yes. And also, so, I mean, I'm sure she's nervous and I know she's very open. You know, I'm still getting yeah. the hang of it. I'm still, but her, she's, I find her to be so relaxed. I mean, listen, she is doing a lot of heavy lifting on that totally. show. You know, this is not a show that moves super quickly. It's an no. hour. She's got, you know, multiple segments with sometimes the same guest. I mean, I'm thinking, like, how is she keep? And I know they're prepped. I know how daytime works. Right. But she's not making it look like she's reading off cue cards. I mean, those late night guys, you always are like, oh, God, this is from the pre-interview. Here are the questions. Totally. She's authentically having those conversations. Yes. And the other part of it, my, my mole on the inside, told me that uh, she did away with all cue cards. I can tell right? she's not reading anything and it's kind of blowing me away. Yeah. It's almost like she's really good at this. She, exactly. She was born for it. Uh, I mean, from your lips to, no, to Queen Kelly's and lips, I got, yes. Can I admit, I mean, I'm a huge fan of her yeah. and, and I really do love her. Obviously, I'm not at your level, <laughs> but I was not expecting to like it. I'm just not a huge daytime I, fan. Totally. Um, and but I it thought, doesn't feel too daytime to That's me. what I'm saying. There, there are a few segments that are skewing into that kind of yeah, I mean, pro-happy, exactly. yada, yada, yada. They're having the feel-good segments yeah. um, for sure. But listen, there's nobody on daytime or primetime who can open with a, a, karaoke, a Kelly no. Oki. I mean- just that alone, it gives it an electric energy from the top. It's a little like Ellen's dancing, totally, but it's Kelly Clarkson's voice, and it's and it can go viral. Like all of these covers yes. are all over the internet now, so it's a great genius marketing tool. Well. Agree, yeah. it's huge, and also you can tell she has genuine. I mean, obviously, it's also the first few weeks they're booking people that she knows. Yes, but you know, she has just great chemistry with and good bookings. Like you really, can tell I was shocked. Universal is putting their muscle behind it. I was impressed, tell. and yeah. to get Steve Carell, that was the best genius to do she was so cute about it she's like we asked him and i can't believe he said yes <laughs> but then she's so genuine in that yeah. moment so just so people know are like what the hell are we talking about obviously if you're a fan of 40 year old virgin when he was getting his uh chest wax he yelled kelly clarkson in the most hilarious way and he does that on her first show her very first intro in her intro it was so 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 good so yeah look could we just talk about the american idol reunion episode it was every like i wanted that to be a <sighs> weekly panel show Right? It's so good. But Paula didn't complete a sentence, though. Did but you notice has that? Has she ever? No. <laughs> but that chemistry of those three judges was something that hasn't been recaptured since. They are literally sitting on each other's laps. Yeah. All of them. 
I swear if they could have like wrapped their limbs around each other, all three of them. Well, and it was also one of my favorite moments was when Simon divulged that they would play that game off camera where he would (laughs) offer them money to say the most ridiculous things. And I realized like, oh my God, that explains so many times when Paula came off as such a crazy lunatic. I mean, I'm sure there are a litany of reasons why she did. But it just made but me she look was back just collecting, on the whole show. collecting money. Totally, that's so funny. And did Randy? Is it a recent thing that he just got really thin? No. So he, I think I think was he had gastric publicly. Oh, oh I think okay, back in okay, the day. But okay. yeah, he he's looking quite quite thin. Yeah, yeah. It was a little like whoa. Exactly. Yeah. But when was the last time we saw him? Like probably I don't even know. Eight years ago or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So and they were so I was also impressed with how complimentary Simon was to Kelly, like in terms of, you know, obviously it's her show, but you know, he's not, he's not one to like pour it on. No, he only gives a compliment when he really (laughs) means it. And I think he does look at her. And I think he said this in the show, he would not be successful in the States had he not had her. Um, If Justin Guarini had won that show. Yeah. I mean, please. It gave me chills. It just gave me chills again when you said it. It's, it's, it was a powerful moment. Yeah, no, totally. So what else are your moles on the inside saying in terms of like, you know, does she, because I I think the interesting thing about Kelly is like, she's very kind of feminist without being outwardly feminist. Do you know what I mean? So is that one of the things going on in terms of like some stuff that like, like, is there, I want to do this with the show. I want to accomplish this with the show. Have you heard? sort of? You know, I haven't heard that. What I have heard is that anybody who's been on her team finds her to be the kind of leader that's eternally grateful to the hard work that they do. Yeah. So I remember hearing that she, the first time she saw an edit of The Voice, for instance, she drove down to the edit bays and went and thanked every individual editor as they were working and just for making her look so good, quote unquote. Wow. She, she couldn't believe, you know, that they had done such a great job. And I don't think talent does that anymore. You know? Yeah, I love hearing that. It doesn't surprise me at all. And she came from nothing, right? Literally. Not. I mean, yeah. she was out here living in L.A., did a, a mixtape or something like that. Her apartment caught fire and burned down and she lived out of her car, drove back home. And then like the next week auditioned for Idol. It's so incredible. The yeah. other thing I love about her is she said on the show she just lost 40 pounds. Yeah. She looks amazing she does but but she's also open right she's also open about it and she's so relatable in that way totally you know it's not like look at me now sit you know it's like you could tell she struggles she's very open about it she loves her wine she loves her donuts (laughs) right like she talks about that yeah and i think you know if there's one thing the daytime audience gloms onto it's somebody who yo-yos with their weight and is open (laughs) is open about it yes true yes absolutely cc oprah um Mm -hmm. for sure no that's true and I love how Ellen came on like the second episode. With, that was genius. Yeah. I mean, then that's got to help too. to get that kind of passing of the torch yeah, moment. Exactly. I think is a big deal because there isn't an heir apparent right now. And Ellen's been, you know, on for what, 20 years, which is insane. Yeah. I think it was 17 seasons. So yeah, yeah. like, oh, because Kelly was saying that she won Idol the same year Ellen premiered. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it would be 17. Yeah. So crazy. So what were some of your highlights from watching so far the last few weeks? Um, I, well, the Kellyokes have been insane. Yeah. That American Idol reunion, incredible. I'm trying to think if there was other things that just absolutely stood out. Oh, God. When <laughs> Kelly went down to the um, Skid Row shelter. Wow. That that package, because I'm not a package person, because I've done a, I've done a lot of talk, right? And I always feels like it just feels like inauthentic. It slows it all down. Just stay in the studio and be be quick. But that package 
was so emotional and beautifully done that I, I think it really added a lot to the show. Agree. Yeah. And I feel like those are the kind of things we need right now. Yeah. We really do. Well, especially going into 2020. You know, I think yes. it's it's only going to get more and more that we need media to represent that people can come together and that people can actually enjoy being around one another because yeah. it's get, it's going to get nasty. Well, and unlike Ellen, who also managed to somehow cross over to middle America, lesbian, outspoken, yeah. you know, I mean, which is kind of amazing. Kelly is kind of reads more red state with her Southern totally. charm and all of that. So to be able to. She's Texas. Right. You know, so I feel like that's going to be. That could look. She's not going to heal America. No, but she. But but her presence and and being able to attract kind of the, both of those well, audiences I, is important. I would argue that daytime television, way more than than late night, has always been a breeding ground for thought leaders in this country. Whether it was Donahue or Oprah or even Ellen, you know, they make an impact. Look at the View. The View sets the conversation on a weekly basis now. Um, you know, late night's only starting to get into politics and starting to get into opinion. And I think that Kelly has the opportunity to do that in a really emotional and authentic way. Has she ever, ever been um, outspoken about politics? Yes, she has. Yeah. What is her? So she has been a great ally for LGBTQ and she has been very vocal about that kind of red state politics and saying that, you know, this is who I support and here's why. And, and she she is liberal, but I think she has a traditional bent. So I think she represents right. a lot of those people who are smack dab in the middle who just want a good place for their kids to grow up. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Him who we desperately need to vote in 2020. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, which I know you're not. Oh, I'm sure we're going to move <laughs> move the polls. <laughs> Listen, Jason, this podcast alone. Influencers. Exactly. Um, so anything else about Kelly before we move on? I mean, I listen, I could talk about Kelly all day. Yeah. But I know that. This, have you ever met her? I, mm, I have met her. <laughs> okay. So, gosh, over 10 years ago, there was a essay writing contest. Oh, no, stop. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Um, and I think this was one of my, because I've seen her perform 26 times. Wait, you're, that's not hyperbole. No. So, yeah. My job. <laughs> exactly. This is not a visual medium. You should know my jaw is on the floor. Uh, no shame in my game. Holy so, shit. Uh, about a decade ago, I entered this essay contest. They selected 200 people to go to a fan event. I went to that. And then you could also write in questions. And they were going to select three questions. And if your question was selected, you got to meet Kelly, ask her the question. It was a, you know, streamed live on the internet. It, it exists somewhere. And my question was selected. Yeah. What was it? I, it's over 10 years ago. Of course I remember it. It was, <laughs> Kelly, you write such deeply emotional songs. Does singing them over and over again help your wounds heal or keep them open? Excellent question. Right? And? Her response was really interesting. She said that she does put her heart and soul into her songs. And it was so hard for her that there are certain songs now she has to kind of put a mental mask on and sing through a character. Yeah, I feel like she talked about that on Howard Stern, too. Well, I mean, I asked first right, you were the original. The King I of think All Howard took your question. <laughs> he probably was watching. should give you credit. He, he should. Yeah. <laughs> he really absolutely should. God. But no, I mean, and I think that's so interesting. You look at Because of You or Piece by Piece, you know, when she breaks down that viral clip when she was on Idol and she yes. broke down singing Piece by Piece, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, even if that's the, the one about her dad. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so even special. if the vocals yeah. aren't there, you know, it, it's kind of it's. <laughs> Oddly like TLC, it's like sometimes it's it's not about how perfect it is. It's about how real it is, you know? Yeah, 
And and uh, and that's what they say on The Voice all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not about the voice. It's about your authenticity. Exactly. But yeah. Live your truth. If you have a shitty voice, you're not going to get far. Let's <laughs> yeah, be honest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, can we be honest? <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. Okay. So if you were given the opportunity to work on Kelly, to run Kelly's show tomorrow. I would run in the opposite direction. <laughs> because, it, it, you know, it's... It would the, ruin it. It's the same way that, like, you don't want to know heroes, what yeah. the kitchen's like in your favorite restaurant. <laughs> right. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and also, to me, everything Kelly is pure joy. Yeah. I would never want to mix... Uh, that with work. That makes total sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. Having said that, like a dinner party would be nice. Oh my God. Well, to, to meet her as not a fan, but as a human being. Right. Oh my God. Clear the schedule. I'll be prepping for a week. So our first choice for private school, um, I won't say the name obviously, but her, her kids go there and she performed Gasp. at the fundraiser. No. Yeah. And they only take like three kids for sixth grade. It opens up in seventh. Yeah. And I was... Yeah, of course, my daughter didn't get it. She wasn't one of the three kids. But I was like, I'm not going to go to school with Kelly Clarkson. This is devastating. Oh, I, I mean, so in, I would have children just for that. Right. You should. I'll tell you where to go and I'll make sure you get it. Can I adopt a seven yeah. year old? So actually, this is an amazing transition okay. because my daughter does go to school now with all of the Kardashians. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Love become quite the... Uh, Kim, uh, Courtney sat down next to my husband at back to school night last week. And I'm like, oh, my God. This yeah. is, and, you know, and I don't. Well, because Courtney's in it. She, when it comes to motherhood, she's 150 well, exactly. percent. Well, let me tell you, Kanye's there all the time. Yeah. Uh, Kim, I've seen a couple times. Courtney, her daughter's too young for school, right. obviously. So, yeah, it's quite it's it's very weird. It's weird because on the one hand, I don't think of myself at this point as someone who gets starstruck, you know, because yeah. it's like we're just it's our life and our profession and it's L.A. Totally. You're surrounded by it. But it's still weird, especially in the context of school. Yes. You know that like, oh, OK. Well, it's also so That's alien Kim to how you grew up. <laughs> Right. At my Jewish day school. <laughs> exactly. But I think that that's something, you know, as parents, any parent uh, who isn't from L.A., which is what, 90 percent of us. <laughs> right. Having to raise your child in this environment, there's no rule book. And obviously it it exposes kids both in the good and in the bad to a ton of things that they wouldn't naturally be exposed to. Yeah. And I have to say, I it's mostly doesn't make me feel good. I mean, to the extent that it, it's scary. Well, it's something that's now important. Or seen as important, or to yes. my kid, you know, like I had to. She was sick, I guess, last week or the week before, and it was her and Nori in the office together, and they wow. couldn't reach Kim or Kanye. And my daughter felt like they were trying more to reach the, her parents than me. Because, oh my god! Because God forbid if they didn't reach them, and Nori got really sick, yeah. that would look really bad for the school. And I was like. Am I? Is this real life? Well, it's like when you're on a plane and you don't want celebrities <laughs> on the plane because you want it to crash and you're a name that's listed, right? I was on a plane the other day with <laughs> Becky from Roseanne. I was like, damn it, <laughs> Becky. You better not crash. Good. That, really? Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> I promise we'll remember you. Oh. Even if it's, I don't even remember the name of the actor who's Becky from Roseanne. I mean, I don't know her name so either. There you go, but I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Kardashians. Yes. So you watching the season. Yes. Well, because it just I, started. As you said, you know, you're opening up your show a little bit and doing yeah. some kind of like week of. Yeah. And yeah, Kardashians is back with a with a vengeance. With a ve- with yeah. a vengeance. And I listen, I'm not someone that's been a devoted follower over the years. Right. I it's one of those that there's so much in the zeitgeist that even when you're not watching, you know you what's feel going like on. You're watching. Mm-hmm. You know, and then if there's something that unbelievable hits the press, then I do record it because I'm like, oh, I want to exactly. see what happens in that episode. Yeah. So I do feel like I haven't really missed anything. But um, 
Elaine Metaxas, who we both love know, Elaine. love Elaine. So she was running current the last six months at E right. was working on that show. So, and we had lunch a few weeks ago. She's like, you got to watch the season. It's so good. So I started recording it this season again. It's, it's surreal to me because Elaine, you know, is my cousin. <laughs> so crazy. Um, oh, you Greeks. And so exactly. <laughs> and so we, we haven't done a DNA test, but we're pretty sure. Oh, definitely. Um, and so this was odd for me because Kardashians, you know, having having been my baby back in the day with Damla and then Julie, who came on board, um, this is the first time that crew of one of the three of us wasn't overseeing an episode. Right. Because Elaine so, was filling in for Julie, who exactly, was on maternity leave. Exactly. So it's the first chapter of yeah. Kardashians that doesn't have our DNA on it yeah. in some capacity. And yet it's still going. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, they will outlast any executive. Uh, <laughs> they can do it themselves. They don't even well, need no, it's, a, it's a good reminder of us in, you know, in the executive chair that we can be jettisoned at any time. Right. I know. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. Not that I was jettisoned back in the day, yeah. but it's still, you know, the show survives way past. It you. does. Although yeah. if it's a good show. Yeah. But having said that, well, I don't want to get too off topic, but like E Bravo, like is, is Kardashians now going to go on Bravo? I don't think Kardashians will go on Bravo. You know, I, I think, listen, you look at the media landscape in general and it's all financially difficult. And so there's going to be consolidation and there's going to be a lot of, Jobs lost, quite frankly. And yeah. I don't think this was about the programming. I don't think this is about anything other than we can have fewer executives doing more work. And, God. and you know, I think there's um, short-term benefits to that. I see what it does for a PL, but I think long-term, at the end of the day, E, Bravo, Oxygen, TLC, name it, it's a zero-sum game. If you're watching my network, you're not w- watching one of the others. So I think... You know, at TLC, we benefit from being laser focused on making our network work no matter what. I don't have to worry about our sister networks, you know? Right. You you have no real, I mean, there's, you know, there's shades that can overlap, but you guys are really your own thing. Yeah, we're, we're, we're meant to be our own right. thing. We're set up specifically that yeah. way. Now, granted, if they're not watching TLC, do I want them watching, you know, HD or food? Absolutely. And then after that, I don't want them watching anything else. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, the best example of that reversing reverse engineering what you just said is that it's hard to have a show that you're pitching around that you could pitch TLC and pitch a lot of other networks. Oh, correct. So it's hard. Cause our and, brand is so defined. Exactly. At this point. So it's harder in a way to develop for you guys, because then you're really just developing for you. Absolutely harder to develop. But I would argue it's why, you know, you know, we've just had two months of being the number one network for women. And I think Mazel. Thank you. Amazing. Knock on wood that it continues, but um, it's the kind of thing where, we have such a clear lane and we're servicing the audience in a way that no one else is. And I think that's why we're having success right now. So yes, we're harder to develop for, but I want to develop for the guys that are going to put on a show that'll last for 10 seasons, not the guys that, you know, the programming budget's getting slashed. Right. Um, Okay, so back to Kardashians yes. for a second. Ironically, minus the glitz and glamour, Kardashians is kind of a TLC show. Absolutely. That's why I think I got the job. Right. Yeah, so it, it, it's a family show, and it they let it all hang out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the glitz and the glamour is is a bit of an impediment sometimes to that right. authenticity, right. and it's been interesting seeing the evolution of the show. I think yes. it's it's I was relying more on the glitz and the glamour. Um, is with, it wrong that that's why I like it more now? Well, you know, I, <laughs> I, I get it. I just think there's a bit of a war paint on the show in general sometimes that I have to give the last two, two, three seasons some credit of, of stripping away and, and doing the balancing act of the beautiful, amazing visuals and the real authentic emotion. 
Well, that's what makes it still work, in my opinion. Because totally. here's Courtney, who's got, you know, her body's never been better. She's never, oh my God. so much money, gorgeous wardrobe, you know, everything but you could ever want. But freaking out about turning 40. But, but, you know, literally, oh, I was actually, I always confuse them. I was actually talking about Chloe, but yeah, they're all the same. I mean, in that sense. <laughs> well, that they've and all Chloe got, freaking out on her daughter's got, first exactly, birthday. Like they're, they're, you know, and that like. She just can't seem to get it right with a guy. I mean, I'm not blaming her. I'm just no. saying that like all of her relationships end up in smoke and it's just like. It's like she's cursed, the yeah, poor thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's so, I think that's what makes it so watchable, which is like, here are these women that so many girls and women emulate, yet like their lives are a mess. Totally. And had it, <laughs> and that relationship they have to Fernaz, who is the, yeah, the showrunner sure. at all of everything Kardashians, like that trust level, you can't, that's you can't pay for that. That's the kind of thing that will make that show a success. Exactly. So I hope her contract is great. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure. It is. There's someone you probably cannot, literally you can't cannot replace. Publish. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's move on to the Emmys. Oh. So when this drops, the Emmys will have happened so we can see if our predictions were correct. I'm going to suck at this. You're good. Well, yeah. are, what, I mean, do you watch a lot of scripted too? I do. I mean, I watch a lot of everything. Yes, I know. So. Same. Are you watching Secession? I'm not, but people are telling me I should. Every, oh this is like the new thing everyone's talking about. Thing. Yeah, this season because first season was a bit of a sleeper. Right, it was good. It it ended on a really good note. So it's like um, basically the Murdochs, but not the Murdochs. Is yes. that okay? And it's super dark. But if you watch it through the prism of a comedy, okay, a very 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 dark comedy. I'm with you. And sometimes my husband's like something really fucked up will happen. He'll be like, "This, I'm sorry, this is a comedy." So it's <laughs> you can watch it as a drama with comedy. You can watch it as right. a comedy with drama. Okay, I prefer the latter. So to me, that is the breakout show this season. I mean, in the drama category, in the drama category, yeah. it's better call Saul bodyguard. Uh, bodyguard was amazing. Did See, you I would give it bodyguard. Right. That's a Richard Madden. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, listen, but also it was just so compelling in the twists and the turns. Yeah. And I just haven't had a show like that since what? 24 season one. Yeah. No, no, it's true. Are you a Game of Thrones guy? I'm a huge Game of Thrones guy, but I was epically disappointed. Okay. Never seen an episode and not, and and not embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to be embarrassed. And by the way, that's not on my, like when I retire, I'm going to watch it. Like I will never watch it. I feel like I've missed nothing. But see, I'm a fantasy (laughs) sci-fi genre nerd. No, 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 no. There's no world (laughs) where I couldn't I couldn't even get into Stranger Things. You know, I fell off Stranger Things, but I mean, come on. I I like Well, exactly. The 80s. I was because that's my great. era, but the monsters I can't, I can't, I can't do monsters. <laughs> you're not, you're not a monster of the now, week person. No, I'm not. Now, Killing Eve. Okay, the first season. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. First season Everyone's was. Everyone's it's a spectacular, fantastic. And second Sandra Oh, se- yeah. Second season was an unnecessary. Uh, fell and, off. Yeah, I mean, it literally jumped the shark. But am I wrong for thinking that it's written by Phoebe Waller Bridge? Okay, is that true? No, you are correct. Right. Who is a saint? I finally watched Fleabag. That I, I have no words. Right. I, I don't even know how to process Fleabag. Genius on another level. <laughs> exactly. It's it's like Sex in the City without any of the glitz. I, is it even? Like, I, I don't even know how to categorize it because I was so blown away by it because I could, honestly, because I couldn't compare it to right. anything else. I just, I, I, I binged two seasons at once. Like in and two, what, there's six episodes right, or something. It's yeah. an easy binge. Yeah. And I was like. But it's done. What? It, That's it? Uh, back, I read right? somewhere that she'll. She's leaving the door open, which oh, means please. she has so much Walk going back on. Through it. I mean, she's she's <laughs> she's doing the new Bond. Yes, which is which amazing. is a little surreal. I, listen, yeah. I think when you're at that level, you could do anything. she can do anything. She is 
I, that show, I, I have no words. So that's not, is that nominated? Uh, yes, it under is nominated, Best Comedy. But see, I wouldn't give it Best Comedy. Okay, so would you, so Barry, Fleabag, Russian Doll, Schitt's Creek, The Good Place, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Veep. See, Veep fell off. Not a good season. Don't even agree. Even though it's, you love the last season? I, I, it could do no wrong. I understand why you're saying that. It just jumped the shark a little for me. I was disappointed. Um by the way, the filthy mouth senator, I forget his name on the show. He's a dad at my school. And he sat down next to us last week. And I just said, I go, are you the filthy mouth senator? <laughs> and what was his response? He, no, no. I said, are you on our favorite show? Oh, uh, much better. Well, what's your favorite show? And I go, Veep. He's like, that's me. I mean, I'm going to miss it terribly. Oh, God, she's so good. But I got to give it to Maisel. Oh, really? Maisel is like I a love warm it, hug. It is. Oh. I, I call it... Um, my word is delightful. It is delightful, it's but it's delightful. also. Wow, that's your winner. It hmm. is. But, I, you know, my Joan thing. So to me, it's like we're looking at a little window okay, of Joan's life. Okay. So I, I never it. looked at it that way. I got. I got <laughs> did you watch Between Two Ferns, the movie, by the way, on Netflix? No. It's so stupid. It's Between Two Ferns? The Zach Galifianakis show no, they made a movie. And I can't. It's just. Okay, forget it. There's a lot of Netflix movies. Yeah, I yeah. Just, no, it's really I silly. Skip past that it's stuff. really silly. Yeah. But it still made me, it reminded me of that. Anyway. Good place. Everybody and their mother loves it. It's so fun. I find it adorable, yeah. but yet like not that great. No. Like it's not Parks and Rec or The Office. But you know what? She is such a, again, delightful. De and she's, she's another like, is there anything wrong with her? She can do anything. <laughs> she can do anything. She's a singer. She's a dancer. Yeah. She's an actress. She, she, and she's like she's funny. She's a genuine person. No, no, no. She's, she's another like yeah. other level. Um, I could not get into Russian Doll. I couldn't either. I just, I tried the first episode. I feel like episode. you're the only person I've I met. Know. No, no, I'm with you. But I, you know what I, I think? It's like, life's too short. That, that Netflix model of everyone's like, watch the first three episodes. By episode three, you're yeah, in. Yeah, I can't. I'm over, that That worked for yeah. me three years yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Well, life's too, we have too much to do. <laughs> no, it's yeah. too much now. Yeah. Well, okay. But the thing with succession, succession is that first season, it does, it's a little slow burn. Right. But, but you have to watch first to get into second. Um, so I'm just going to say that one's worth it. Okay. Yeah. And it's not bad. You just don't really, you're like, what am I watching? This is so well, weird. Well, when I'm back and I'm in my robe, we'll talk about yeah. succession. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. I do want to do best limited series because I, I love a limited series. Absolutely. Chernobyl, I heard is amazing. Yeah. But I haven't seen it. And I'm thinking you've seen it because you love your history. I do love my history, but I actually haven't seen it. I heard it's incredible see i actually have not seen any of these oh okay escape of Tanamora is one of what those what is that it's the one it's based it's ben stiller directed it it's chris yes um, patricia okay. arquette who's incredible i remember um, seeing Benicio, advertisements for Paul Dino. it's right. based on that true story of that prison woman that uh helped those two guys escape from prison <laughs> very specific yeah <laughs> <laughs> what a great description prison in prison yeah it's okay i watched the first couple episodes i found it boring but i get why people it was I mean, very we, well acted. we give it to chernobyl right like they're gonna um, win i think so when they see us i started i i will watch it it just was so hard that's the ava duvernay about central park yes. five it was so hard to watch I'm like, I need to be in a different, whatever state I was in when I watched it, I just couldn't do it. Well, totally. There's certain shows like that where you're just yeah. like, I'm yeah. not mentally prepared for this. Well, yeah. going off script for a minute, I'm watching, I'm just finishing today. I will finish Free Meek on Amazon. Have you seen it? Never even heard of that. Oh God, Jason, that's unscripted. Okay. What is it? So Meek Mill, yeah. you know his story? He's yeah. the rapper from Philadelphia that's been in prison on and off since yes. he was 19. And yeah. Jay-Z got involved in the Free Meek movement. Right. Um. So IPC or... I guess industrial yep. now they produced a five Eli part again. series. I actually want to text Eli about it and see, like I want to interview from it because 
it will make your blood boil. Just the injustice of the justice system. Um, The irony is that this guy's fate has been in the hands of a female black judge for 11 years. So it's always like, oh, the, you know, black men put down by the white system. And it's still that is the larger issue. But it's it's a black woman. Wow. And and she has been deciding his case for for 11 years. And well, have you seen? It's crazy. Um, are you there? Privilege. It's me, Chelsea. I did. And I'm having Alex Stapleton on. No way. Yeah. I know Alex from John Bonet. But that moment where she sees her 16 year old, you know, her boyfriend, boyfriend from yeah. when they were 16 was yeah. really powerful. Yeah. And it relates to that. Exactly. She's like, yeah. every time we got pulled over for drugs. Yeah. I the blonde, let off. Pretty girl yeah. got off. And yeah. he went to jail. I mean, that was powerful. So it all intertwined. I'm, I'm deep into my racial injustice chapter. Totally. Uh, with with free you, me. You, you got to see free me. not be right now. You cannot be because it's it's thank a, God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought I'm really excited to talk to Alex about that. I have a lot. I have a lot of questions. Um, okay, so real quick, let's do the best actor. So Bob Odenkirk. Oh, do you, are you a Better Call Saul? I'm girl? not. You yeah, know I tried I that. Take, I couldn't do it there's either. There's not one person on this best actor list. I'm like, oh, great. Are you a This Is Us guy? I was a This Is Us guy. I did not stick with that. I get it. And everybody loves uh, Eugene Levy right now. Yeah. Okay. So shit's and Catherine O'Hara. I found. Did you? Are you? Did you? Did yeah. you watch the whole thing? Yeah. Yes. I watched a few episodes. I loved it. I thought it was great. Absolutely. But I haven't gone back to it, and I can't figure out why. You know, I think it's it's one of those things where, which is why I was saying I, I could take or leave any of these actors. Yeah. It's a fun show. Is it you know, the best actor in a comedy right. series? Nah, I don't right. think so. He's just being himself. Right. Oh, did you see Dead to Me? Which should have oh, been nominated. Loved. Wait, was that not nominated? No, only Christina Applegate. Well, and she's great. She was other level. That whole show. And I, again, twists and turns. It was the comedy version of Bodyguard. End of every episode, I was on the edge of my seat. Ooh. I was so into it. Look at Which you. Which doesn't feel like the, the binge-worthy type shows anymore. It reminds me of back in the day where at the end of every episode, you better have a cliffhanger that's going to bring them back yes. next week. And I loved that. Yes. It just felt like it, an episodic. Another again. one in that vein that I'm sure will be nominated next year is Unbelievable on Netflix. Yes. Did you watch it? Yes. So I thought good. that was really well done. And yeah. actually kind of contradicting what you're saying because it didn't actually follow that formula. Right. Of, like it would start almost like a new storyline at the end of the episode, yes. which I thought was kind of unusual. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, but I really... They're experimenting with that. Yeah. Because everyone's saying they might get rid of binging now at Netflix. I don't know. Okay. So. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Oh, I hope they don't. Um, okay, cool. So we have a lot. Oh, are you watching Glow or did you watch the last season of Glow? No. Glow is a wonderful show. See, it makes if you for a like great billboard. Mrs. Maisel, no, no, no. It's a great billboard. It's a wonderful show. I yeah. guarantee you will love it. Okay. It gets better and it gets better every season. Interesting. It's, it's, it's funny. It's poignant. It's, it's wonderful. Hmm. I absolutely love it. And it's eighties. Um, are we watching SNL? Are you an SNL uh, watcher? I, I watch it in clip form. Right. You know, it's <laughs> That's like the best way to watch it. Well, exactly. It. When it goes viral. Right. And or I, I, fa- I have to be fast forward if you're me. Yeah, you got to be part of the conversation. Okay, lastly, I was told I have to watch The Kaminsky Method. You know what? Howard Lee loves it. <laughs> he's love He's it. been telling me, like, you, you have to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, me neither, but everyone, it's but on my list. But he says it's genius. I'm traveling a lot this next month, yeah. and I have my list of downloads. Because it's like stuff. nail Grace and Frankie, right? Exactly, yeah. which I love Grace oh. and Frankie. I was so devastated there's only one more season left. I'm okay. I feel like there's certain things I'm complete with. And I'm like, you know, that's had a great run. I'll only be complete if they get Dolly to cameo. Because the fact that they have not had Dolly Parton on that show. How have they not? Right? 
That is actually an like amazing point. Like I need point. a nine to five reunion in Speaking there. Speaking of Dolly, I know we're all over the place, but I That's have to mention Lin- the Linda Ronstadt documentary. I see, I haven't seen it's it. It's a must see. I Where is it? it? In the theaters. I oh. saw. We saw it in the theater, Old dragged school. our daughter. It's like, I hate documentaries. <laughs> she was like, this is it. Because Linda Ronstadt was a trailblazer. Absolutely. And I, you know, I knew that like vaguely, right. but she was a little before my time, very before your time. <laughs> and- what a life! She's an incredible woman. Dolly is was a huge part of her life. I didn't know. Um, that. Oh yeah, you'll learn. Because were they in the, the yeah trio her, together? Her, Emmy yes. Lou, and Linda. Wow. And they were just like bowing down to Dolly. Well, as and, one should. As one should. And then, of course, after my first thing was like, "Where's the Dolly doc? Where's the Dolly scripted well, series? She's so private. Where's the Dolly movie? But Netflix is. Where's do- the book? Where's well, the, everything? Well, there's been the Coat of Many Colors on NBC, her child movie. Her childhood. I didn't know that. Gotta watch it. So good. Oh my God. Yummy. And then there's also on Netflix, I want to say they're doing, I think they announced some sort of big Dolly, you know, multi-episode show each based on her different songs. That's an amazing idea. It does sound vaguely familiar. I'm all in. I love it. Okay. Last but not least, you have a really unbelievable true crime show coming out on TLC. You should send me It's your lane. Yes. This is what you love. And by the way, I do remember reading about it um, when the announcement was made, thinking this is the most insane story I've ever heard. It's crazy. Go nuts. Um, So talk a little bit about the show. Yeah. And um, it's called Take It. Taking It Birth. Taking It Birth. Premieres October 9th, 10th, and 11th. Three-part Three-part. Uh, event series. So for you guys, that's a kind of a departure because it is sort of in the true crime vein, but yeah. it also, the I could tell it also will completely fit. Totally. It's in that that sweet spot. You know, when we're developing, 70% of the stuff we do, right down the middle, perfect for TLC. 20%, you're like, oh, I kind of see where they're going there. And then 10% is just, whoa. Right. Why, why did they pick that up? Right. Um, and I think this one falls in that 20%. It's stretching the brand because we don't do true crime in that highly serialized way. Um, and it's a, it, so to, to back up a little bit, it's a story of these 200 plus people who, because of DNA technology and because of social media, have recently learned, and I say recently, like the last decade, um, that they were adopted into the families that they live in, but they all came from the same source. And that was this doctor um, out of the Appalachia area. And he was selling these babies on the kind of gray market because back in the fifties, if you were, you know, a mixed couple or if you were a single woman, you could not adopt. So there was this, this need for those people to get babies kind of on, on the DL and, and he, he was helping, helping, quote unquote, uh, women who found themselves in the family way in their teens um, get rid of their their babies. Oh, OK. So in the trailer, I thought that in some circumstances he told the parents that the baby had died. So I think the way it started was uh, like a lot of things start. I think he was well intentioned and he was he believed that women shouldn't um, go through with abortions. And a lot of people came to him for an abortion and he would convince the girls to take the baby full term and he would just handle the baby. And so that's how it started. But then the business starts and then you've got this demand. And so if a woman would come to him four months pregnant, five months pregnant and stay for the next two months, she might grow attached to that baby. And he couldn't have that because he's got a customer on the other end. So what we find out through the doc is he did some really duplicitous things to convince them that the baby died in childbirth. So there are women out there who never even knew that their baby 
went on to live this whole life. And do you talk to some of those women? Yes, we do. Oh my it's, god! It, it, it's so. Will ridiculous. I be crying my whole way through? You will be crying, but it. But also, I hope on the edge of your seat for the mystery and the twists and turns it yeah. takes because it just got deeper and deeper to realize that this conspiracy was throughout the entire town and that this man, you know, the the lengths he would go to just got darker and more twisted as his life went on. It, what an unbelievable story. So what ITV is producing it. ITV, yeah. And when they came, you know, of course I always love to know the backroom deals. Yeah. Like I got to think other networks were interested in this. Well, it, it was interesting. I don't think, to your point earlier, I don't think we were the top of the list of this <laughs> is where we should be pitching this show. And I and I love ITV. You know, Adam Scherer, Eilenberg, those are very good friends of mine. And it, this, there wasn't a pitch. Their agent just sent me the trailer on the side and said, hey, would you guys ever be interested? Watched trailer called Eilenberg the minutes later um, and said, we want to offer you a development deal um, because you can't really do a pilot on something like right. this. But I was like, we need to know that this is actually feasible. Right. So let's put research and development against it. Come back and, with some and paper. And it became an active investigation. So you had to make sure exactly. that you could get an outcome. Exactly. And that we could get access. Right. And thankfully they had Jane Blasio, who was this woman who she herself was a Hicks baby and went to a private investigator to try and understand how, you know, how can she find out about this man? This is back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So it was before a lot of the resources were available. And in the course of trying to hire this private investigator became one herself. And so now she's the go-to PI for all of the Hicks babies. Yeah, I mean, that in itself, an incredible story. It, absolutely incredible. And as the home of Long Lost Family, you know, we yes. hooked her up with Lisa Joyner and Chris Jacobs, who are helping facilitate it and take this story to the next level. And the reunions... I mean, just imagine having gone your whole life not even knowing that you had that child. Um, I can't. Exactly. I and mean, what's beautiful wow. is those 200 Hicks babies have become a community because it's only they can understand what they've been through. Right. So they're a support network for one another in, in kind of a really beautiful way. Can you say how many babies like it ended up being in our, in our show? Well, no, just in general. Like, well, do we know we don't how know. many? Okay. So we know it's, it's hovering just over 200 is what they found thus far. And I hope that this show, Wait, you know, more, helps bring yeah. more out of the woodwork. Right. Well, and I say this a lot and it's so cheesy, but so true that the power of entertainment to be, you yeah. know, that in this day and age to be able to do good in that way. That's like the home run. Totally. And and this is the kind of show where even just the act of doing the show, whether yes. or not it even aired, we helped people's lives. Yeah, and beautiful. that's an awesome thing to be a part of. It you, doesn't happen all that often. So when you get a chance to do it and do it in a way that is juicy and entertaining, it's the best of both worlds. Exactly. Yeah. It makes up for the 90 day fiance. No, <laughs> that's helping I, people. I was going to say, by the way, it's helping many, many Making of these, lives better. I, and many, many of my listeners are, are very happy every week. Uh, it, as one should. Sometimes you need a little escape. Unbelievable. Every Sunday. And now sometimes Monday nights. Oh my God. I can't keep track. And by the way, like yeah. the DVR does not know how to deal with 90 day fiance. That is true. Right. Yeah. Like there's so many, of the same thing and there's like three hours there's, and there's reloads two hours and, they get and extended exactly and i'm like well I, what am i supposed to watch you know what watch every yeah, single exactly. bit of it yeah. and please do it within the first three days yeah right, <laughs> right. Exactly. do you I hear need, that i need you that hear, rating point you hear that i'll take it yeah. yeah i mean it's gonna it's just the gift that keeps on giving how well, many iterations right now so we've got um 90 day proper 
90 days happily ever after. Then we have n- before the 90 days. Right. That's the one everyone's very it's hot on. Very, I think that's our highest rated franchise yeah. right now. Yeah. Although our brand new one, 90 days the other way about yes. Americans who escape yes. America and go abroad. Um, that one is doing gangbusters for us. And then we have our first spinoff, The Family Chantel. <laughs> Wait, did that start airing yet? Yeah. Oh, it aired. And as I it think, it just got stupider. Is that the tagline? That should be the tagline. <laughs> it was definitely used in our promos because what what you're referring to is Mama Chantel uh, said things are about to get a whole Lots lot more stupider. stupider. <laughs> and it's just you can't. I mean, it's it's Chicken of the Sea. Remember that? Yes. Uh, yeah. With Jessica. And Jessica Nick. Simpson. Amazing. Moment. And it's amazing. just you can't write that. St- no. You can't make that stuff up. The, you can't make up the family Chantel. No. Like that was a gift from heaven. It was uh, honestly it was a gift from the audience because that it, hashtag was trending. And I was like, guys, <laughs> we have a. T- that's how we developed the show. There's a title. The title's right there. Go for it. And thank God, Sharp works their magic. Amazing. They're yeah. amazing. They're so good. Are we, are Chantel, this, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, are they still together? Are Pedro and Chantel yeah. together? Absolutely. Do you, yeah. think, do you think they'll stay together? You know, I think, if listen, <laughs> I've been I've been through a lot of reality money. relationships. I have I cannot tell you whether they will stay together, but I can tell you it will be entertaining watching. Right? Where wherever they go, it will be entertaining on the that way. fight at the table, like in the original ninety day. Yes. That was one of the like that was that the kind where like the cameramen are literally scared for their life. Totally. I mean that was that was one of those moments. That was melee, and I think that was kind of. I would say one of the moments where the show crested into another level of pop culture. Yeah. Um, it, it was our, you know, table flip, quote unquote. Yes, um, totally. And thankfully, I don't think we've hit our zenith yet, you know, hopefully, because my career depends on it. It does. <laughs> it does. Well, we're all rooting for you. It's a great show, though. Uh, it is a great and show. And now it is on pretty much every Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's some it, iteration. It's it's so good. Yeah. Wait, did you guys do the mother? How did that one do? Smothered? The, yeah, smothered. <laughs> did great okay yeah. i watched a couple episodes it's it was i mean again it's those ca- the casting they're yeah. so good well i mean do you ever um share bath water with your daughter <laughs> so, just so you can feel closer so together funny. by the way i the, a lot of reasons i watch those shows is to make me feel better about being a human and a mother uh, yeah, that's schadenfreude right exactly. exactly it's like oh my god so, but you know what totally. i bet you there are people who watch that show and go I wish we were a little bit more like them, you know, I do. I just, it, 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 there's definitely those people who are like, I wouldn't do that, but I would draw the bath for my daughter. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Let me tell to- you, my mom would watch that and go, they speak 10 times a day. Why can't we speak 10 times exactly. a day? Well, and the yeah. best is also husbands watch yeah. and go, oh my God. Yeah. Thank- like that's you and your mother. Oh, right. Wow. You get because yeah. it, it, yeah, yeah, it allows yeah. the whole family to kind of totally. judge one another. <laughs> right. Is that a sharp too? No, that's not sharp. So that is um, a partnership with the New York Post. And then um, we laid oh. it off on Bodega. Oh. Those guys are so fun. I don't know. They're that. a small production company um, out here in L.A. Okay. And they had done a show for us called Big and Little about okay. um, little people who were morbidly obese. Oh. And it was a short run, but the process of working with them was just so great. And I think that's you know one of the things we, we really pride ourselves on at Discovery in general, but TLC as well, that if we work with a production company and we just have a great experience, you know, we want to just fuel them. We want to build them into that next production company that gets sold for $40 million Yes, yeah. everybody wins that way. So our experience with them on Big and Little just, we were like, great. I love Turn that. Turnkey, hand it over to Smothered. I love Hand them Smothered. Yeah. I love and it. They, and more importantly, they took that and then knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So. No, it's good. Very well produced. It, it's a good Very show. well cast. Yeah. Jason, this is fun. Always fun. Come back for the robe. I, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm <laughs> I, I, striving for. Awesome. Is, is it plushy? 
I haven't ordered it yet. <laughs> <laughs>